When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kiss Army. Tom Azus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast. We're up to episode 39. This one's called All Systems Go. Tom, how you doing up there? Oh, I'm great. I'm fired up for this one, buddy. This is going to be a good one. Oh, yeah. It's very nice. Pretty very proud, proud of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's, uh, what's cooking? Anything new in life? Well, why don't you tell our loyal listeners why we're recording at six o'clock on thursday it's hockey season exactly so we've already gone through a season like we started this stuff i i think of this as in the middle of hockey season and we went through the playoffs it affected our recording story uh schedule and we're back to it yep um there's a couple out there hockey fans that are interact with us and stuff um and uh the bruins are starting tonight and uh, the Patriots are, are going. The Red Sox are out of the playoffs. The Celtics will start October, only month that all four sports are playing. Yeah, no, I, I was talking to that with my, my son the you other day. You were talking day, to somebody backstage before? I was talking to somebody backstage before. So my son's 15, so he's like all jacked up for like the Celtics season. Like he's already excited for the Pats. He, he told me the other day, he's like, Is he jacked up on that caffeine like Kramer was? You checked up on that caffeine. <laughs> well, they can't come in. You want a latte? You want a latte? I'm looking at a latte. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that clip. Someone had a clip of that on Facebook. The, where he got the coffee. From oh, yeah. Or he, yeah, from spilling on it. From sp- <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Is that the, your face is my case? No, that's the one with the with the tobacco. When Jerry tells him his face looks like a catcher's mitt because he was <laughs> smoking cigars all night. Oh, look away. I'm Wait, hideous. I'm, I'm hideous. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Are, already off the rails. It smells like the beach. <laughs> yeah, where's the Seinfeld podcast we got to do? Yeah, oh. it's an offensive odor. <laughs> His buttocks are sublime. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a funny, st- I, I got a funny story. I got to tell you, you do, real quick. Huh? Yeah, I, right. So, so picking up my son from school this afternoon. He, so he's a sophomore in high school, and he's taken a. Uh, world history Ooh, favorite subject exactly so and they talk about greek um like mythology type stuff mm. so he starts telling me that they were talking about the minotaur and the history of all that shit and i'm like that's in the island of crete where my mom is from okay cool well i'm sure your mom's not going to want to hear this story that he's about to tell me oh okay because then he goes and tells me and he's doing he does it with like kind of like a half smile but he's like yeah and then we learned about the greek god zeus 
And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, he's like, and we will learn how the Greek god Zeus, like, fathered the children with like nine different women or something. And I said, wait a minute. Nine? That's it? Wait, wait. I said, are we talking about my Zeus that I do the show with? Or are we talking about Zeus from the Greek mythology? And he just friggin' he literally started dying. He goes, I knew you were going to say it. That's why I threw it out there to talk about Zeus. That's right. And that, uh, he would change his form into a bull and other things and rape these women, do all sorts of evil things, bang his sisters and his kids. Ah, he was all over the fucking place. So should we not call you Zeus anymore or what? (laughs) Fuck. Call me whatever you like. Call me fucking Jocko Johnson. Um, Jocko. (laughs) uh, Your finger's good. Um, So other than uh, learning about my background, um, what's going on in Kiss World? So the big story that everybody was talking about, of course, we record on Thursdays, and, and this story dropped last Friday, so we didn't get to talk about it last week. We'll, we'll talk about it a little bit today. It, the thing about Ace um, talking about how he had it been in, you know, the headline was Ace Freely on possible reunion with Kiss. Quote, the muddy would have to be right. I'm not going to take Tommy Thayer's salary. <laughs> Such an asshole. He's got to take his shot. He's got to oh, yeah. take that shot. Yeah. He, he said, uh, he, he Ace said, quote, it would be nice to go back out with them, but that's not my call. I think we have a really good relationship now. I text Paul back and forth and we've worked together as I have with Gene. I would seriously consider it. You know, and then he talks about Tommy. He says, it would certainly sell more tickets with me involved. I have a gut feeling it will happen. Dude, they're selling out everywhere. How can they sell more tickets? Oh, did they sell out a fucking car dealership that he did? See, it's good, good, good segue into our next story. (laughs) What was the, what was the next story? Well, the next story was how he fucking did a free show at the Nielsen Dodge Chrysler Jeep dealership in East Hanover, New Jersey. Was the bowling drone fucking booked up at Alwife Parkway? What the fuck, dude? So which story are we going to talk about first? His, his talking about how he thinks they're going to sell more tickets with him or how he's fucking. Oh, they, oh, they definitely will sell more tickets. I think, I'll think there'll be a more of a demand. Like, oh, yeah. Like. If Ace is back, I you know, you might, instead of going, oh, I'll just get a balcony seat. No, fuck that. I want to be, this is, you know, you know, you maybe people pay a little bit more. He obviously he'll sell somebody. He ain't going to, you know, he ain't going to change it from, oh, we can't play this arena. We need to get a stadium now because Ace is here. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But can they sell more tickets? Yeah, they probably should. Yeah, but they're selling out almost everywhere they're playing now. I agree with you. Maybe they can do more. Maybe we can do a second date. I don't know. I don't know. I know everybody. I know this is kind of like beating a dead horse. And everybody's talking about, but the, every time we talk about Ace, I'm always like, well, how would it work? Like, Told you. But they're not going to have two people doing fucking spaceman costumes and makeup. He wouldn't be in the spaceman. He's going to come out with non makeup on. Or Ace comes on, Tommy comes off. Last three, four songs. And then Tommy comes on in non kiss make in non uh, makeup. I'm I'm still of the mindset that's just not gonna happen. I, I just yeah. 
And I think it's not going to happen for the reasons that we just talked. I don't think Kiss wants to get caught up. And I don't think Paul and Gene want to get caught up in the logistics of how it's going to work. I think, think, I think you, they, I don't think they give a shit about the logistics. I think they give a shit about the fact that he's, is he reliable? I, I honestly think Tommy would probably knowing him from his personality and being such a fucking fanboy. I bet she wouldn't give a shit. Let me step aside for a little bit while these guys come in. While Ace oh, and Peter yeah, come I don't think he'd, he'd be like, oh, this is bullshit. How are you treating me like this? I think he wouldn't care. Oh, I, I totally agree. Tommy is, Tommy's a good soldier. He wouldn't give a shit. But do you think Ace would want to come out on stage without his spaceman shit? No, he's not going to come out with jeans and a t-shirt on, I don't think. All right, then, then he would walk off. Tommy would come off and, Gene, and Ace would come on with his spaceman stuff. Yeah. And then Tommy might return back for the encore because he played 90% of the concert, comes back for the encore in regular clothes. Maybe. I don't know. Like it obviously I just... takes longer to put it on to play than to take it off. Strip of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clothes and play. There's right. no, no, no way. See, the way that'll work is because there's no way if Peter came back that they can rely on Peter keeping the beat. They need Eric back there. Oh, but yeah, Eric no. Would With leave. All... If Peter came out and sang Beth, then Eric is changing in the meantime in the background. Oh no! And, yeah, and the only the only thing plays yeah, the, the only thi- the only thing that Peter could do would be to sing Beth because with all I mean, God love Peter. We lo- he he. Have you seen recent photos of him? He he looks he looks old. I mean, he's the oldest he's the oldest guy in the band, anyways. But he's he not playing the he he's not playing the drums at all. I mean, like you said, bring him out to do Beth, and that would be it. But might be able to jump in and but play along with eric not yeah, alone right like unplugged like he did with unplugged yeah, yeah but he would be able to sing beth by himself that's when eric changes yeah versus no, ace could keep up maybe one song until tommy changes and then he comes back yeah yeah okay you know with Let's paul backing him up you don't think ace could sing um you know two thousand man or new york groove I actually don't think Ace's voice is the issue right now. I mean, I think he can. No, I'm saying like he could keep up the guitar with oh, yeah. Paul. Oh, yeah. Harry one song. He's not doing. I don't think he, him and Paul can handle and Paul singing and worrying about his voice mm. and Ace and worrying about Ace at the same time. Oh, right. shit. Can keep up this. He'd want Tommy. Hurry up. Hurry up and change and get back and fucking play behind him. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. I, that, that probably sounds. If anything, that probably sounds more right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. So, all right. So we got that. We got the car dealership thing, and then I don't know if you heard about this one. I actually saw this today. So, this guy. This, I guess this was in upstate New York. This guy. This he fifty. Lives, does he live in upstate New York? Yeah. That's uh. It's something that has my business. Something I don't want to talk about. Something I don't want to talk about. So this 60 guy miles sixty. What do, you, what do you want to drive sixty miles for? Hey, it's my it's my own car, Paul. What do you want to drive your own car for? It's my own business, Paul. <laughs> I drive it silly. silly, silly. Do the do the car, do the tolls, no stop and no nothing. All right, I, I can do that whole fucking skitting. I know. Go ahead. So this guy, he's a this fifty-five-year-old guy. This is the story. Sunday night, a black Cadillac SUV stopped him on a street. Have you heard this story? <laughs> Go on. Okay, so he stopped he stops him on a street, and the driver asked him. Exactly where he was. So the driver said, we were supposed to be in this particular city an hour and a half ago, but I think we're lost. At that point, the vehicle did a U-turn and pulled around, rolled down the window to speak to this guy. And it was Ace Freely. 
Hey, hey, I get to the turnpike from here. <laughs> well, where am I? So he said, he, he said, freely asked the guy to then get in the car and show them how to get to where they were going. <laughs> and the guy said, he, the guy said, he has, I'll have no way to get back. Ace said, don't worry about that. We'll take care of that afterwards. First of all, I ain't fucking trusting Ace to do shit, let alone get me home. Get in the car with Ace Fraley. Yeah. It's a fucking, there's something that put on your obituary, right? So the guy says he did it. He proceeded to cruise at high speeds. Okay. <laughs> then, then the, flying. Fucking flying. <laughs> no stopping, no nothing. So the guy continues. He goes, the driver was, quote, a complete idiot. Who drove over a traffic island during a three-minute, 95-mile-an-hour ride. <laughs> At one point, the guy asked, the, the driver asked the guy, are you sure you know where you go? And the guy said, yes. And we got there in less than three minutes. Then when they got there, Ace Freely asked the guy, offered him to go up on stage, give him backstage passes. The guy said, no. <laughs> and then the guy's wife called him an idiot for turning down the opportunity. And Ace goes, he said, Ace laughed when he explained that the venue was in a renovated church. Ace replies going, that's funny, because I'm not going there to do a sermon. What the fuck? This sounds like something out of like a friggin' like 80s comedy. This this is the kind of shit that he's like, dude. So, so put all these stories together, okay? He wants to come back to Kiss. Meanwhile, he's doing free shows at a fucking car dealership and he's asking strangers to help him how to get to the fucking venue because he's lost. <laughs> Look, what the fuck? Oh, man. Ace. Fuck. Ace never gets tiring. Love him. You, you want to talk about the uh, the funny little story that broke today? Um, yeah, talk go ahead. Australia? Go ahead. So... In Australia on November 18th, this is bizarre. First of all, the headlines, friggin' bizarre. The headline says, kiss to play concert for great white sharks. <laughs> That's the fucking headline. Oh, all right. So on November 18th, they're going to set sail and uh, along the Shark Warrior, which is a glass-bottom boat that allows passengers to see the sharks who are reportedly drawn to low frequencies. Apparently, Kiss is going to be on the boat playing music to attract the sharks. This, I, what the fuck am I reading here right now? The host, of the, the host who's been using music as an alternative to bait. So this guy plays music to get these sharks because when the, when the loud music is played underwater, it's like vibrations that attracts the sharks. He will provide commentary of what passengers are seeing throughout the duration of the two and a half hour cruise. Tickets go on sale October 14th. Breakfast, lunch, snacks, and non-alcoholic beverages are included. All proceeds go to the Australian Marine Conservation Society. I mean, now the funny thing about this is I can't find a goddamn... I can't find a ticket price, which I think is hilarious. But I'm like... Oh, actually, no, here it is. It says $52 per person. But the funny thing is... But the funny thing is I don't think you get to see Kiss. And this is in Australia. Yeah. And Mr. Stanley says, give the whole meaning to a concert down under. <laughs> what the fuck? How do you even, how do they even get offered? How do you even? I think Kiss would do a great job attracting <laughs> sharks. <laughs> like, wh- like, how do you even, how does that even come up? 
that's a gene thing. Oh, totally. Totally. Uh, we'll, su- we'll supply the non-alcoholic money bag soda to anybody who has a ticket. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all the crazy friggin' kiss news here. I mean, Jesus Christ. What else you got there, Chief? Well, there's a video of Paul watching somebody topless on a fucking roller coaster a thousand oh, times. Oh, yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, talk about that. Yeah, it's just it's just I think it was David Coverdale from Whitesnake that put it up. And then he said I I could watch this video over and over or something like that. Um David Coverdale's Twitter is actually pretty funny if you're not Yeah, funny. he is funny. He's got a good Twitter page for sure. Um then what's the big big news is the uh oh well not the big big news. We'll get to that. Uh Gene, you have a couple Gene things to talk about yeah so so some news finally came out with um with gene in his medical issues um he had kidney stones so the uh, shannon was posting some funny pictures of him in the hospital in a wheelchair saying he was stealing socks from the hospital which totally sounds like something i could put gene kiss socks in the hospital yeah so, and our friend murph sent us a funny text and he said how, how much do you think you'll get when they that goes up on eBay? Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> the totally. kidney stones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, they're going to be a line for that. Yep. And then um, and then another thing, uh, uh, Gene put this on his official Twitter page with a picture of his new boots. And he says, my new rebuilt boots will look like this. Why new boots? Because when you're touring the final world tour, you don't want to break your neck when one of your seven-inch heels breaks in half during a show. Um, and they, they look like the typical, like love gun style demon boots. Um, he also said when you're for that last two years, he was specific. Oh yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I left that part out. You're right. For the, the final world tour that'll last two years. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. So some gene news, some ACE news, some fucking great white shark news, all kinds of weird shit going on with kiss. And it was also Gene's anniversary. I saw and he, him and Shannon had something up there. Yep. 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 So, but other than that, uh, I mean, other than that kind of weird shit, just kind of quiet cuz uh they're on a break for about another month, so. Yeah, and then sooner or later, Kiss Cruise. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So I wonder how now that like all the Paul shit. You know, his voice, his voice, his voice. How is he going to do the acoustic set or is he how are they going to do the sail away show? Is he like, what, is, how is that going to sound? We'll find out. Cause you know, it's going to be all over YouTube. The acoustic set. I'm not worried about cause the acoustic set is pretty, it's pretty low key to begin with. So I think he'll be able to select songs that can, that his voice will be able to easily handle. But and I, what will we hear? Will we hear anything different? You think you would think on the kiss cruise that he would be like, since everybody's fucking hating the fact that we're playing the same songs, at least on the cruise, Let's you, play something different. You honestly think he gives a fuck what the audience thinks? No so, way. So no the person, way. So the person that paid and saw them on the end of the road tour just paid to go see them on a kiss cruise. What's the excuse when he says, oh, we only do this because, you know, not all the fans. There are only a few fanatic fans that know all the deep cuts. What's his excuse when those fanatic fans bought tickets to go see them on this cruise. Well, no, oh, he w- I'm going to have to play Love Gun, God of Thunder, uh, um, Shout It Out Loud, uh, Beth, and are you shitting me? Yeah, but, uh, but we've seen previous Kiss cruises where they, they mix it up. He, they do pull they out the deep cuts. They mix up a lot last year. 
No, they, they did. They cut back last year. So yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do now. Maybe they'll get some pushback of people. And when you guys, if they do a Q&A, if they do a Q&A, can you guys ask, please kiss, kiss people out there, kiss fans on the cruise, please ask an original fucking question. Hey, uh, you, you, you were, you were, uh, you were, uh, you saw that movie. What'd you think? Did you like it? Oh, no. okay. Um, well, if, it, if, if, the, if there's ever a place where Paul's scripted questions aren't going to fly, it's the kiss cruise, because those are the fanatics that always, that always want to hear that stuff. Ask so them something, right. Who was right. it that played on that stuff? What were you writing that song about? Um, have you ever think about releasing this track? Do you like ask him about the fucking music? Ask you know him. Yeah, but you know what's happening though? I think he's kind of beating a lot of people into the ground because they know, like we, that he's not he's he's not gonna an- he's not gonna answer. He's not. Yeah. And I think people know that. You Paul, know, you have any fucking idea that it's all right is better than fucking three fourths of the songs you play now? Oh. Play that, no, motherfucker! That's a, that, that's actually that would actually be a really good question. Ask Paul or Gene. Hey, end of the road. Have you guys thought of playing anything off your solo albums? Why or why not? Have you thought about radioactive? Oh, I can you tell know? you that. I mean, if you leave him an, a question like that, he's gonna say no. Okay. Yeah, we thought about it. No. Next okay. question. I would really say, do you have any idea how popular to kiss the song "Mr. Speed" is? Do you have any idea? We all love it. Yep. And no one in the crowd is not going to love it if you play that. So yeah, why I, do you keep <clears throat> telling us that, oh, the fans? I thought the fans decide. Why don't you put a poll out? I don't think the on fans. Kiss, Kiss online and say, which song would you replace? Like the Stones do. Which song do you want us to play? Pick one of these four songs and we'll play it in your, in your town. I don't think the... I, I, I think it's he's getting to the point where... I don't know. I think he's just yeah, getting no, to the. We just, we're just beaten down as Kiss fans, like we are. We give up. But Honestly, you know I, th- I think that's still it. Alive, they're still alive. They're still touring, so there's no excuse why we still can't pressure them and try. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. It's but. not like you know you're talking about it, and Zeppelin's never going to get back together. And it's like, oh, well, that'll never happen. Oh, okay, I never got no, to hear that. Now, as we're speaking, I just pulled up the set list from last year's Kiss Cruise. This, I, I'm not. Neither one of us went on it, so I don't know if this was the sail away or if this was the acoustic. I, I, I honestly don't know. But this one of the this set list, I think this this was on the opening night. So they played "Coming Home," "Plastic Caster," "Hard Luck," "Hard Luck Woman," yeah. "Lover," "Lover All I Can," "Going Blind," "Mainline." That's Who's not saying- that. They didn't play Mainline last year. That's that's this is this is the set list. This is this is this is from the Kiss Cruise. Mainline, Flaming Youth, All the Way, Come On and Love Me, See You Tonight from the Gene Solo album, Domino with Bruce Kulick, Hide Your Heart with Bruce Kulick, Two Thousand Man, New York Groove, because Ace was on that last year. Correct? Yeah, I fucking where the fuck am I? Yeah, I got on the wrong boat. So uh, I don't. How do you get to the fucking boat? But then, but then they did another set list, and it was every hit. Like it was almost like the end of the road set list. Yeah, you know. And that's uh, when the rumors started about Kiss lip syncing because they yes. lip sync when they came out and they did their first. I what, what what did they play? And they lip sync when they did their announcement. 
or they're on something and people are like, that's fucking lip sync. And they're like, oh, well, that's just a TV show. And then all of a sudden, yes. right. And then all of a sudden people jumped on them because they're like, it sounds like fucking like he's lip singing some parts here. Yep. From yep. the cruise. Yep. And fucking Stuart got up there and was like, oh, then, and then I'm looking at the first Kiss cruise and they mixed up a ton of stuff. They started playing stuff from the Elder. They were playing some really weird stuff from uh, Dress to Kill. They were playing like Dude, Shandy. This show is going to be 10 hours long if you're fucking going down that rabbit hole looking at no, I know. No, Kiss no, Cruise just, fucking. No, no, no. I'm just pointing it out. Set list. Uh, I'm, just po- I'm just pointing some of the shit out. So you're right. 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 So. Um, all right. Steer this right. fucking ship back. And try not to fucking crash it into an iceberg with Ace. All right. So speaking of classic fuck ups. <laughs> Good segue. Yep. This week's episode, we are going to, since you got it from the title, we're going to break down the one and only Vinnie Vincent and his Vinnie Vincent Invasion album, All Systems Go, which yep. was released in 19. 19- 90, uh, 88. I almost said 98, didn't I? Uh, May 17th, 1988. Um, and the funny thing is about that, and then I think they broke up by August of that year. <laughs> oh, I know. Seriously. If, if you don't sing the songs right, you're going to be out of the band. <laughs> well, that's what, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in, but so, go ahead first. Anyways, as you know, Vinnie Vincent, uh, invasion. Um, they replaced uh Robert Fleischman, right, with Mark Slot, who wailed on Boys Are Gonna Rock. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! And if you thought your ears were bleeding before, here comes Mark Slaughter. Oh, so him, Jesus. obviously singing, Vinnie Vincent on guitars, Dana Strum, the bassist, uh, and Bobby Rock, um, the big. Fucking muscular, huge guy looks like he whooped some ass. He don't look yeah. like he can't fight. He looks like he whooped <laughs> some ass. Um, that made up Vinnie Vincent Invasion. And um, Dana Strum's name, I always remember. I remember having a magazine from years ago when I was looking at a Hit Parader or something like that. Yep. And it was like they were talking about Vinnie Vincent Invasion, the band. And somebody, and this is when he was in the band. And Dana Strum's like, "Oh, I remember when Kiss came out and it, with a new guitarist." And I was like, "Who's that?" And I heard this song called "Exciter." This and that. It's like, "Hey, first of all, fuckface, that was Rick Derringer. That wasn't even Vinnie Vincent." Oh, I know. Yeah, but at, on at Exciter, time, yeah. But I remember him talking about it, and that's how he got involved with Vinnie. And like, yep. "Oh, I heard this song." And uh, he's the guy, Dana Strum's the guy that founded Randy uh, Rhodes and s- told him to go audition to uh, Ozzy. And then he sent them Jakey Lee. Yeah. And then he sent Mark St. John to Kiss. Isn't that funny? Why did Kiss get stuck with Mark St. John? <laughs> sent, I know, he sent them those other two guys. And he said, here's fucking Mark St. John in his. I mean, God rest his soul. Epilepsy, whatever the fuck he had. He whatever his arm. Epilepsy. What the fuck is whatever he had with his arm and shit. And, uh, and then you have Bobby Rock, who ends up, he's play, he plays with, I think, Lita Ford now. I, he does. I he does. So. I think so, yeah. Do you remember what band he was in in that early, late 80s, too? Oh, I knew you were going to Early ask. 90s? I knew you were going to Don't look it up. 
He was in Nelson. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, that's right. That's right. Oh, God. Ooh, yeah, he that's... was in Nelson. And then, obviously, Dana Strum and Mark Slaughter left and formed uh, Slaughter. Yeah, they pretty much fired Vinnie Vincent from his own band. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I've heard where Bobby Rock talked about it. He sounded like he was like the middle guy. And he's like, he well, yeah, probably was- could have joined them. And he probably should have. Yeah, because um, it was pretty much it was pretty much a Dana Strum Vinnie Vincent thing. Yeah, so, and that's what, was, came, that's what it came down to. And Vinnie Vincent was like, "Where's your loyalty lie?" And he's like, "Well, <laughs> fucking not with you." So, <laughs> <laughs> you so about, anyways, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So no, no, no. So you got Dana Strum and Vinnie Vincent. Yep. Um, you know those guys were the catalyst, and it seemed like Dana Strum was kind of a an alley guy for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they came off their second album. I think, uh, Vinnie Vincent invasion came out two years. Is that right? About two years before this. So you're talking about the self-titled debut. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. That came out and, um, hold on a minute. My, yeah. That came out in 86, August 2nd, 86. Yeah, so I mean, yep. a couple of years later, uh, we're obviously we may get to the Invasion album at some point, um, but you know, it's uh, we're we're talking about this album here. It's it's quite different. It's very different. It's very different musically, and I mean, Fleischman and Slaughter are similar but different. But but all systems go is is a is a different album. I mean, it, the the the, the the debut for Vinnie Vince Invasion is all sorts of fucking chaos. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love it, but all, all systems go is definitely more put together. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as we get going. Yeah. And this was in, in Vinnie and uh, Dana Strum. They produced that album. Yep. And they actually produced the first one. And I think they did a fucking great job producing it. Um, on all systems go, it sounds amazing. Yeah. It's fucking. Yeah. For the time. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get into a little bit further and then on backing vocals on this album is who on backing vocals is Jeff Scott Soto and who else? I don't know. Fucking (laughs) (laughs) sunny pony. Like you just you just mentioned Jeff Scott Soto, so that's, that's right up Sonny Pooney's wheelhouse. That's what I was gonna say. I know he was right behind him, up fucking Jeff Scott Soto's ass. So he had a Sonny Pooney. No, it was not Sonny Pooney. Guys, can you cover something from Asylum? It just came out last year. It's so awesome. <laughs> oh, that's right. is that a Sonny voice I was trying to do there? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We haven't nailed down our Sonny impression. Like, uh, oh, here we go. Great. He doesn't have a Fozzie voice, but he's got a, a deep mo- now, now, I can, I can do the fucking sling blade. He's, yeah, he's... you can do sling blades voice. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> I can't call him. If he gets that nickname, if that sticks, he'll be so pissed. Well, hey, speaking of nicknames, it's stuck. Stuart is sticking because somebody, somebody mentioned <laughs> us on a Twitter thing today because Stuart, Stuart, real quick, if I can do a, a very quick, quick segue here. Yeah, go ahead. Nicknames. Somebody mentioned us in a in a uh, a clip that uh, the other day. Stewart on his friggin' talk radio show was asking, "How come the how come the former members of Kiss don't come together and tour?" And Eddie Trunk was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? That's not gonna happen." 
Because the guy, the guy was like, "Well, we've. What if you get Peter, Chris, Bruce Kulick, Vinnie Vincent, and like, what do you what?" <laughs> First of all, that would. Oh, I, I would love to see it, but good God, dude, your ADD is like on fire right now. Like, oh, me. I know. Yeah, it's you know my, why? You know why? Me. I'll tell you what. You want to know why my ADD is on hanging fire? out with me? No, nope. because I've been why? listening to all systems go for a week, and my fucking brain is scrambled eggs. That's why. <laughs> Let's get into that. You know how many times I fucking almost drove off the road listening to this album this week? <laughs> fucking Stuart. Um, anyways, right, um, so who's the other backing vocalist? I don't know. You're setting me up for a trick question here. You, I said Jeff Scott Soto, and you said, oh, you know who the other one is? And I'm like, Sonny Pooney? Who? Peter Chris? <laughs> I don't know. Dude. All right, this is getting retarded now. <laughs> I said the back and vocalist was done by Jeff Scott Soto. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you said, yeah, and you know who else? Oh, so I, guess I, I, so I guess I fucked up. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And then uh, I said, who, Sonny Pooney? So I guess I was wrong? I don't know. You made it sound like you were leading up to something like there was somebody else. No, there wasn't. All right. There goes that. Uh, You didn't know that? Robert Plant came and sang on the back. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, they released it May 17th. They broke up by August. Uh, They had a couple singles that time of year in Love Kills. We'll get into that. I just remember they hosted. Uh, they hosted MTV a couple things. Did something tie in with Freddy Krueger, and and it was just so awful, cheesy stuff. You guys oh. can see that stuff on YouTube. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, it was Vinny and I think Mark it was Slaughter. Mark. I think yeah, and they were promoting Love Kills because it was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Yeah, yeah, but they did some sort of MTV stuff back then. It was just oh, it was awful in those dress and those <laughs> no, shoes. Dude, yeah. you go back, go back and watch some of that headbangers bullshit. It's fucking painful to watch. <laughs> oh man, Ooh. that was Adam Curry in his fucking jangly leather coat. Well, yeah, the, watch the watch the old the old ones, Ricky Rackman. <laughs> anyways, um, anyways, let's pause for a minute. I gotta go get my uh, Vinnie Vincent pink. Feather ball bag tickler. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, Or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good. Well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. And we're back, and it's all systems go time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so you know us, you know how we do our album reviews. We'll play a clip, we'll talk about the song. Song number one opening up this album is Ashes to Ashes, and it goes like this. metal song the song is an absolute kick-ass song that riff just proves right there that Vinny knows what he's doing when it comes to to, to stuff this song I, I i'll say this a few times this song should have been a monster hit should have been a monster hit yeah what do you got um i i can start a, i've got a lot of thoughts on this song um okay. the backward guitar bro, the backwards guitar in oh, the, the intro, the yeah. intro. Yeah. Yep. What do you think? Yep. Yeah, it's awesome. The uh, whole intro. And then they kind of fool you. They kind of lull you into the beginning because it starts off with like a little bit of a, like a little jangly kind of thing. And then it slows down. What do down you think the- it sounds like? A song that he later wrote for Kiss a few years later, Domino. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's exactly what I right. thought of. Yeah. No, that, that's. Let me tell you my story. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Right. That beginning that's what i thought of yep um i have a couple things here you know nice riff great vocals the background vocals are insane there are a couple things this sounds like this is very zep like mm-hmm. white snake uh 
uh, Zepp-like. Yep. It sounds like In the Still of the Night. It's a combination of Immigrant <laughs> Song and Still of the Night. Yep. Yeah. And uh, even the breakdown in the middle. Yep. That White Snake David Coverdale breakdown that they do. Oh, babe. Um, yeah, it's very much a product of its time, obviously. You know, there's nothing really like original about the song, but it's just well made for the time. It, it's it's well made. Yeah, and the, and I put the baby, baby, baby. Oh. So it sounds like he's trying to do babe, I'm gonna leave you, or Robert Plant sings that 15 times, I think. Yep. Baby, babe. Um, anyways, I put that I think this would make an excellent concert opener. Oh, this song was tailor made to be an open, like you said, an album, an album opener as it is, and a show opener. The song, the song absolutely rips. I mean, it really does. But it's the beginning of a pattern that I noticed here. I know. I gotta Go make ahead. A point. I gotta make a point of. Um, Mark Slaughter's, like, dude, masculine yourself up. Would you like? He sounds like. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like that. Saul's fucking chainsaw accident. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. He's like, are you okay? Oh, 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 I think I'm okay. I can barely see the nub on my arm. Oh, remember the chainsaw one? That's what he's like. Dude, man up. What the fuck? Do we want to talk about Mark Slaughter right now? No, I mean it's just that's the beginning. He was, there was a lot of uh, uh, yeah. Um, I I next the last part I want to bring up is the solo. Yep. Starts off really melodic, and then he goes, "All <laughs> boys are gonna rock on us." <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that kitchen sink that he threw at us? Was that a violin, an accordion? That's uh, his guitar. No, that that's is his that a that's... fucking cello. What nope. the fuck? Was that? That's his guitar. That's his. Those are the effects that it sounds like a cello. It, it's yeah. like what the fuck? But what does that have to do with the song? But that's the thing about this album, and especially that there are certain songs where the solos are very, um, like put together, controlled, and then other solos like this, where the solos sound like his personality, where it's like they're they sound normal and they just fucking snap off into out of space, like you know. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this song. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. you know, and this is what made me happy that, you know, we're reviewing this is like, God, this song is, this song is awesome. I remember awesome. Then you start listening to other ones. You're like, God damn it. This is the shit that makes yep. you be like, what the fuck? Why couldn't Vinny just been like this? Right. I know. I know. This is the. This is the shit that Gene and Paul see that they're fucking constantly talking about. No, I know. Um, Yeah. So anyways, that's track one. Now, um, we're on to track number two. Dirty Rhythm. Let's go. Yeah. 
What do you think? Okay. This album, I'll say now, uh, this album hits my sweet spot when it comes to 80s glam hair metal just craziness. You know, Don't call vin- it hair metal. Uh, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. But so Ashes to Ashes starts off the album with like a kick ass rock, you know, hair metal. Ca- Dirty Rhythm is when the album starts to take off into like fucking real glammy shit. And I fucking love every bit of it. I. This song, if you take this song for what it is, it's of the time, it's 88, it's at the peak of this type of shit. Mock Slot is screaming the lyrics at you. Paul Stanley wishes he wrote this song. Stop. I'm <laughs> stopping you right now. I'm stopping you. <laughs> okay, I sorry. Swear to everybody out there, <laughs> I did not talk to Tom about this. I did okay. not say anything to him. <laughs> sorry. <sighs> Kind of cliche of the time. Wow. Yep. But good. Yep. Just good music. Yep. yep. Nice chorus. Paul Stanley style writing. Yep. <laughs> See? Yep. Chorus to the chorus. Paul yep. Stanley. Sing a couple lines. Get us to that hook and yep. that chorus. It's, Bang. it's You can't help. It's catchy. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's fucking catchy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh man. I want to learn oh. uh, another breakdown in the middle of the song again. Yep. Ooh. Oh yeah. That, that, yeah. Seriously. Ooh. Can't tell if he's like, he's like <laughs> anyways, oh, that's God. song number two. Yep. Song number three. Hit it. Love kills. What do you think? This song is better than 
90% of the hair metal ballads that came out in that era. And I said it about ashes to ashes. I'm going to say it about love kills. And I'm going to say it about another song later on. How were these songs not hits? If any other popular band did this song, it would have been played endlessly. It's a killer ballad. It's got a great solo. It's got a great chorus. It's got, it's everything you want in eighties hair power metal power ballad. And unless you have like, you know, Sirius XM or, or the, or the CD or I, you're never going to hear this song. You should be hearing this everywhere. I don't need to hear. I remember you or those like horrible eighties. This song kicks ass. I like, I I like, I remember you, but you know what I'm saying? Um, no, what I don't need to hear is every rose. Okay. That too. Um, love kills, which was on the nightmare on Elm street part four soundtrack. Yep. Um, it's not even in the movie. Barely can hear it. It's like in the background, like on a jukebox or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. This is one of the songs, along with another one, that before even thinking about podcasts, before even listening to podcasts and other music and stuff, on my own, before even talking to you or anybody else, I play this song. I mm-hmm. fucking love this song. I always add it on my uh, on my uh, shuffle list. Or anything. I, I love it. The vocals, the lyrics. Um the melodic solo that's restrained, right? Exactly. That's like that's a good word. Restrained. Yep. A fucking great song. It's yep. like, and again, I go back to this is the shit that Gene and Paul saw. They're like, all right, let's just give him one more chance because maybe we can pull this shit out of them. Yep. Um, you know, and just the lyrics. Even the lyrics are fantastic. This, and I'll love you till my resurrection day. What the fuck? Where did he come up with that one? I love that. Yeah, it's Well, that's the thing, too. You talk about Vinny's like musical abilities. He's also a freaking kick-ass songwriter, too. I mean, he really is super talented. Who, you know? Reese the right for fucking Joni Loves Chachi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no. God. No, I'm not joking. He, that he used to be on the Happy Day set. He would write the music to Joni Loves Chachi when they Are you serious right now. Yeah, you didn't know that, this. Come on, I swear to God that I'm learning something. When he was new. in Hollywood. Yeah. Okay. He went. He was doing the music to Joni Loves Chachi because when they split off as a sitcom. Yeah. As uh, what do you call it? As um spinoff. Spinoff. Thank you. And they were kind of like a rock and roll singers, like they were doing like where they would yeah. sing songs. He did all that. He would write it, like sit there and write it on the set. I I, I swear to God, I never knew that. He was like all in these other bands. You just read about Vinny and stuff. You'll find he played in a lot of music. Yeah, he was an accomplished, like could be a songwriter and suffer people. So absolutely, like I said, he's uh, he's super talented. But then again, some of the shit that comes down the line later. I love it. I love it. Um, But this is just an awesome song. But you made an excellent point. You said in the beginning how, right? You were like, from this song when we talked about it, how is this not a hit, right? You were going on about it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know how it's not a hit? Somebody said, take a look at that fucking guy over there. You want, <laughs> we can't sell that. What the fuck is he looking like? I, I, you know, God bless him. I don't know what's the worst look of Vinny's career. 
Do you? Oh, it's it's this. No, it's Vinny. It's the it's the era of Vinnie Vincent invasion. Vinnie Vincent invasion wasn't that bad. The Vinnie Vincent invasion first album. That's what I meant. When he had the pink gloves and the fucking spiked hairdo, that was insane. With the lips, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And then this album, he dialed it down a little bit. A little, yep. yep. But he's still like, he looks like a fucking like aborted fetus. Yeah. Oh God. Again with that. He does. I and think the difference. Even I, when he was with Kiss and Lick It Up, is that a better look? Or do you ever see some of the earlier fucking photos of him in the early eighties and seventies? Oh what yeah, the, dude. Like fucking take care of yourself. Make yourself think, look attractive. Would you? I think. I think between the first and second albums, they tried to tailor down a lot of things. But the problem is that first album was way, way up here. So when they tried to come down, they ended up with this, which is still good. But and okay. I think let's we'll take get a out. step back for a second. Okay. We didn't talk about this in the beginning. So let's talk about it now because okay. usually we do this for Kiss albums. Okay. Look at the cover. I don't I want think to. that's a pretty decent cover. The front cover? The front cover is the front cover's fantastic. Yeah. Right? Isn't yeah. it a great cover? Yep. Just big letters, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, big V out in space. A little Ace Fraley there. Yep. Then look at <laughs> holy <laughs> fucking dude. <laughs> Let me tell you people right now, if you don't know what this back cover looks like, <laughs> go on to Google and Google Vinnie Vincent Invasion, all systems go. If an alien landed on planet Earth and said, what's this hair metal? I've heard of glam metal. This is the picture you show these people. That and Britney Fox. That and Brown. Um, say Britney Fox. Bobby Rock looks like he can whoop some ass, but he better look like he can whoop some ass. Because what the fuck is he wearing? What the fuck are those suspenders on his fucking jeans and his ripped pants? Oh my gosh, that's a great outfit. Oh. <laughs> Imagine wearing that in public and walking out. Imagine going to a concert dressed like that now. Yes. And then look at the rest of them. Nice boots, Mark. Holy fuck. I love it. Holy, that's mean, a great, it's a freaking great picture. I mean, Dana Strum looks like the fucking normal one in this picture. Well, yeah, compared to the other three, of course. And then you got fucking Gollum meets a gremlin. I don't know what the fuck that is in the middle. It's Vinnie Vincent. Holy, yeah, that, yeah he look that. That's not Joyce Dewitt. <laughs> that's his other look. You prefer the Joyce Dewitt look? I mean, he's got a lot of different looks. Then you open up the middle, and it's got like the four headshots. Yep. Uh, he looks. He looks effeminate. They all do. Oh yeah, you know I. But it's just, what the fuck is this? Like you said earlier, but when you mentioned Britney Fox, I mean, when you're talking eighties, when you're talking the peak of like the absurdity of the hair metal glam, it's it's this and it's Britney Fox. It's it. They'll challenge anybody else to buy. I mean, I know there might be some other bands out there, but you're talking in terms of the mainstream, quote unquote. It's these guys. Yeah, I mean, it's just. So we talk about how didn't it? I think a lot of it had to do, and plus he's fucking crazy. I don't think I, he, I don't, dude. At, at eight, when this came out in '88, this is the image that people want. Go, go look, look at the friggin' look at the cover of Poison. Look what the cat dragged in. People yeah, thought this I was know. You women. got a point, but then the other parts of this is why didn't he take off? 
just the fucking rumors and crazy stories you hear about Vinnie Vincent being a dickhead to all these people. Like, oh, I'm not going to this office meeting. There's stairs here. Yeah, oh shit! That. Like, but I also and I also think another big thing too. Um, and this is coming from a fan of the band Slaughter. I, I just think Mark's voice was just too much. It was just it was too, it, honestly it was just too much. We'll get into we'll get into that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but you know, he wasn't Brett Michaels. He wasn't Vince Neil. He wasn't Tom Kiefer oh, from Vince Cinderella. Neil, thanks God he's not Vince. But, Neil. What I'm, but that's, I think that, that had a huge thing to do with it, you know, but so that's love kills. Um, let's go to song number four. Naughty. How many songs were called Naughty Naughty? Well, I have the answer to that. Go ahead. And this time we had three. Okay. We had the Naughty Naughty by John Parr, the guy that did the theme from San Animals Fire. Which is awesome in and of itself. Yep. I love that song. And we had Naughty Naughty by Danger Danger. Oh. Now I sound like fucking Jimmy Two Times from Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go get the paper, get the paper. I'm going to go listen to Naughty Naughty by Danger Danger. Like... <laughs> And then you get this naughty naughty for your father, for but, your father. Now, the naughty naughty by Danger Danger. I can't, I can't, I can't say that anymore. That's too much. This naughty naughty is terrific. Uh, again, <laughs> it's it's fucking great. It's great. I'm sorry. I am not afraid to admit that I love this album. It's fucking great. Uh, this song rocks too. I'm with you. It totally I does. fucking love it. Chorus. It's. I also put C Dirty Rhythm. But you start yes. seeing a pattern. Yeah. They're all this, but they're all awesome. Uh, good God, is Mark's voice high as fuck, dude? Dogs are crying. Honestly, well, look, I, I don't want to. I was going to say this for the end, but just brief. I'll say, you can't listen to this album like start to finish. You, you need to give your ears and your brain a break because it's it can be fatiguing. <laughs> the vocals. <laughs> Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, musically, musically, it's perfect. But the solo, oh. insanely fast. Oh, it's nuts! It's nuts! It's it, it's, it's it nuts. Another breakdown in the middle of the song, and it sounds like what Slaughter does later on about burning bridges. Oh, oh totally. yeah, trying to do the record company. You oh no! Your wallet at home. Oh no! You got a headache. <laughs> what does he say afterwards? Oh no no no! Maybe I should get you some aspirin. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't even understand that. Was that supposed to be like, like? That's not really that funny. That last line was like stupid. But 
yeah, Burning Bridges was is an awesome song, but that's yep. Slaughter. We're not going to get into them. But oh. that's what this sounded like a little. Oh, yeah. I want to learn them naughty, naughty. It's, it's again, 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 just like Dirty Rhythm. It's a it's a catchy song. It really is. Yep. 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 All right. Song five. What do you think? Love it. I mean, I, I, look, I, I, my notes are almost the same. I'm like, the song has a great riff with a fucking absolutely insane solo. <laughs> like, but it's another catchy song. I mean, the, the the scream at the beginning of it. I can't even tell if it's a scream or if it's Vinny ripping off a guitar string. I yeah, can't even I tell. I put that in here too. Siren in the beginning, or 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 uh, Mark's voice. What the fuck is that? Or a guitar. I, I kept listening to this and I'm like, I can't, I can't tell. I, can't, I think it's Mark's voice, but I honestly can't tell, but it's I another think... one with a, a catchy chorus Burn. again. I'm on fire. He sings. I, I thought he was singing. Not. <laughs> I thought he was saying apple pie. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know why, I, but it sounds like he's singing apple pie, but it's I'm on fire. I'll tell you what, which came in handy. So I'll tell you on, what on my, on my iPhone, the new, uh, the new iOS on, on Apple Music, you you have the option for a, any song you play on Apple Music, you hit the little thing. It says view lyrics. And thank God for this, because I can't understand a fucking word that Mark Slaughter is saying in half of these songs. The album. the album has all the lyrics in it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying for people that don't have the physical copy. Yes. Well, if you don't have the physical copy, that's your problem. That's why CDs are the best. Right. Um. I just put a fast, decent song. Uh, you know, solos insanely fast again. Um, but this is the thing again about him, and I put this down. His solos are like the opposite of Ace's. Where Ace, if you listen to his solo, you can almost hear the song. You know what song that's from, and it goes with it. His have nothing to do with the song. It's nope. just like, oh, I have this piece of music. I'm going to throw it in the middle of this song. 
Here's my solo. Listen how fast I can go. Okay. What does that have to well, do with the song? Like, I forget where I read it or heard it somewhere, but whenever there's like an iconic solo, like, you know, like, like say shock me or parasite, or you should be able to kind of in your mind, like hum it or sing it. And like any popular solo, you should be like, eh, this, like you said, it's just him just frigging just destroying the fretboard. It has nothing to do with the song. <laughs> Like I want to know how I want to know it when the when Vinny Vincent Invasion performed live. How does he remember? Oh, okay, we're doing Burn. Oh, this is that solo. How, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Um, and the other thing about this album is, and I wrote this down. It's not just so much on Burn. All lyrics were written by Vinny Vincent. Yeah, all lyrics produced yep. by Dana Strum and Vinny Vincent, but all lyrics and music's done by Vinny. Yeah. Mark, some of the lyrics in this, even like burn, brutal. Like, how do you take the lyrics? You want me to sing what? Uh, pretty much. Okay, okay, yeah, and sing it like this, sweet little baby. Like, oh my god, what I, the fuck? I know. Like, sometimes he must have been like, uh, I can't do this. Not <laughs> give me a what break. Yeah, on. I know. Oh my goodness. I yeah, know. and I just that it's just burn was just ooh. But anyway, it's a good song. Yep. Liked it. Yep. Let's move to number six.
Let freedom rock. Dude, that intro with the Star Spangled Banner, that's that's Vinny doing that on his guitar. Like those those effects that he's using to get that to play. That sounds like an accordion. It it's it it's yeah, I mean that's amazing. And then when the song gets going, the fucking riff is killer. I mean, this is probably like the best song Kiss never wrote. I mean, Star Spangled Banner, I put why? Is that how I kiss? Is that why Kiss came up with it in a live three? That's why. That's why Paul probably heard this and said, "Oh, I can let freedom rock." All right, I can do. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll. <laughs> oh, nice riff, great vocals. Yep. The thing I put about this song: what the fuck is with the Donald Duck part at the end of the song? Oh, I know. I'm like, what is that? Like, who? Who came up with like? What are you thinking? I don't know. I know. I What's know the, the song, logic behind that. I don't know. The song kicks ass, then it ends, and you can't. I'm like, what the fuck? What does that have anything to do with? <laughs> What's next? Fucking. What's that guy? Foghorn, Leghorn? I say, I say, I'm Vinny. Why don't you lay that solo down over there? I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. But Vinny's fucking crazy. We know that. Which I don't leads know. to the production that I was saying. The production on this is awesome. Oh, they threw in like all these weird little side effects, and this is them doing it. Yep, him and Dana Trump doing it. They fucking there's all little shit going on in all these songs in the background. Yep, that's pretty decent. Yep, absolutely. I don't know, Tom, if you can if you can uh, restrain me enough to talk about this next song. Me oh too. My God. Yep. Um, number seven. Here it is. Time of year could be, and I put this down here. Honestly, maybe top five, like eighties, nineties metal 
song of my like I would play this song constantly. I played this during the uh grunge era. I played it after the grunge era. I was playing it five years ago, ten years ago, two months ago. I always play this song. This to me is one of the most perfect songs I've ever heard. I, I don't even know where to go. I love the melody. I love how it starts off and how it ends like that. Mark's vocals, the lyrics, the mood that it puts you in, the mood that it puts. It's just the solo. Perfect. I, I can't say enough. This would go up. Honestly, if I had Mount Rushmore of Kiss and Kiss members songs, this would be up there. For me, that's how much I love this song. Yeah, I exactly what you said. N- not even kidding. This is top, at least top five, maybe even higher for me. I'm going to say it again. We've mentioned it earlier with Ashes to Ashes and Love Kills. This song is one of the most well crafted, well written 80s metal, hair metal, pop metal, whatever you want to call it. It's the, the, the verses, the 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 bridge to the chorus, mm-hmm. are, is just so amazingly well written and melodic and harmonized. And I'll tell you right now, if a band like Def Leppard recorded this song, this song would have been as big as Photograph or mm-hmm. or, or or something off of Hysteria. Or if a band like Bon Jovi recorded this. This song would have been a monster song that you would have never stopped hearing all over the place. But again, it was the Vinnie Vincent invasion. And tragically, it gets buried into no man's land. But this song is one of the most perfectly written songs of that era. No doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I can, we could spend the rest of the podcast yeah. talking about how much I love the song. Me too. The vocals, the lyrics, the solo. The, I mean, the lyrics, it's actually a story. It's actually, yeah, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, and then just, and they did the video. The video is actually pretty cool. And from what I understand, when Vinny saw that, how much, uh, Mark and the other guys were in the video, he was like, that's fucking bullshit. Oh yeah. 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 Um, it's not really a guitar driven song, but it's just, oh my God. If there were more, if there were more songs like this, where Mark had his controlled vocals, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. It it the song is just a perfect ten. It really How is. How about the ending when Mark hits that fucking note and holds it, yep. holds it, holds it until Vinny's guitar, the slow version comes in, ding ding ding, yep. ding like the, Oh my god, that's amazing. It, oh, it, so yeah. yep. Like oh, I said, if, so. if 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 any other huge band recorded this, it would have been a monster hit, monster hit. It's got everything that you wanted in a hit. I honestly, I listen to the song constantly. Yep. Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) You picked up on that? Of course I did. That's actually a different part of it. It's a different part. I know. It's uh, make love to you constantly. It's it's Dexter St. Jock. Dexter St. Jock comes out with his dick swinging. (laughs) (laughs) What a beautiful girl like you doing on the beach crying alone. <laughs> goes, Is come, that right? Swinging his dick. Duck Dexter St. Jock. Next thing you know, Dexter's fucking you. <laughs> well, 
Guys, go fucking listen to Eddie Murphy Raw. Unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, um, back on track and number eight. Let's hear it. Heavy petting. What do you think? Oh my god! Holy fuck! Okay. Again, love the song. Cool riff. You know, cool little vibe. Catchy chorus. But the fucking lyrics. Oh boy! Like I actually have on my uh, on my notes here. This song is almost like a parody of what eighties <laughs> hair metal is. Like a like if you if you were making a movie and you needed like like make fun of eighties hair metal. This would be the song. Now don't get me wrong. I love it, but <laughs> some of the lyrics are in the, in Mark's voice. Holy fuck. In the beginning, oh. I can't decide. It sounds like three different songs to me. Okay. It sounds like a slowed down version of fits like a glove. Okay. It sounds like a little speed up version of and on the eighth day. Okay. And then it sounds like Gypsy Road. I couldn't. I could see the gyp- I could see some of the Gypsy Road for sure. Yeah. No, but yeah, you're right. All right. But you listen to these lyrics. Holy but shit. Go figure that they're, the, they're, they're two songs. And earlier, Domino, I was talking about on Ashes to Ashes, fits like a glove. And in on the eighth day, he did those with Gene. That's right. So that riff. Um, yeah. I just put great, cheesy, Lyrics, oh, total fun, fucking hair metal song. That's oh, what I put. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, it's ca- you an- another song with another chorus that you can't get out of your head. Fucking genius, Paul Stanley. Like, oh, hey, it re- heavy pet. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yep. my god, I agree. I agree. All oh, right. No. Oh no, here we go. <laughs> oh fuck. Go ahead. Number, number nine. Beautiful dreamer, 
Let's talk about ecstasy, not the drug. Dude. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> when it's, I'm listening to this, yeah. when I'm listening to this song, I'm like, why is air supply on this album right now? What the fuck happened I, here? I think at some point they're like, wow, we got this song. Love kills. This is so unbelievable. Oh Yeah. Oh my God, I cannot believe we topped Love Kills with that time of year. Yeah, let's do this one. And then everything just fell off the cliff. And then, like, we can't beat that shit. And then they came up with what I, it's it's just one of those songs you're hearing this album, you're like, holy shit, this album rocks. And then this comes on, you're like, okay, when, when do they crank it up? Or when does this, wait a minute, this is the song? I don't get it. When this song, quote unquote kicks into gear when the other in, when the other instruments kick into gear i'm not even kidding this is i'm listening to it I'm like and this is what i thought of and, and stick with me here because you, you're going to understand the reference this song should be playing in the background remember the scene in karate kid when <laughs> ralph macchio and elizabeth shu go on a date and they're like mini golfing and they get their picture taken in the photo booth <laughs> and it's like cute like teenage romance what the fuck is going on with this? So- the lyrics, the the melody, it's horrible. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like an, a leftover from fucking Joni Loves Chachi. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you know what? Right? That, you know what? It does. It does sound like a TV show, like after school special type of shit. Yeah, like it's a song brutal. that Chachi's now singing to Joni after they made up of, after fighting the first twenty minutes of the episode. He's yep. going to sing this song to her. It's it it's wow, what a thud. Holy shit. Um, it just sounds so fucking wimpy. It's so it's corny. It's, it's so, it, it it really <laughs> your your rhymes won't be so corny. <laughs> Big fat <laughs> Chinese looking. <laughs> Me so horny. <laughs> go take that gold tooth out of your mouth and go buy yourself some pussy. <laughs> this song is just it, it's just it's it's laughable it's oh. it, it is it's like it's actually like laughable yeah <laughs> it's yeah <fucking> it's terrible <laughs> um anyways let's go to number 10 she's a kind of girl that i love to love hey. the angels sleep with me so real 
and deeper <laughs> I'm like starting to get annoyed that the albums are going eh, starting to go downhill it's a <laughs> eh, eh, eh. dude this song what a fucking thud this song is right here again now my, oh, I got little my little notes here I got Horrible chorus And I said and this is when The song tur- instead of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion it becomes like Vinnie Vincent and the pips <laughs> With that fucking chorus Deeper and deeper I'm like it's like a background I'm, I'm figuring I'm looking at guys like in the background doing like a little Shuffle dance with the with the chorus It's fucking yeah. terrible So the thing it's I just... put on this That really stood out to me Mark's vocals are starting to get to me by I this told song. you. I told I you. I wrote that down. Yep. Mark's yep. vocals starting to get to me. It's the fatigue factor. You can't make it. <laughs> we got one more track after this. Let's go. Okay. Breakout kick-ass song well, A great way to end the album Well, on depending on what version you have But, you know, nice nice kick-ass Rocker, good riff, good chorus You know, again, you know Kind of like of the time, but still, you know It, it holds up, it's, it's, a, it's a nice Recovery from those last two shit bombs um, yeah. But I, I like it Yeah, I put the sound Effects again Yeah, like, yeah like The budget and the production, how the fuck they do all this stuff But I also put on this song it sounds like an Ingwe Malmsteen song. 
Oh, absolutely. That's a right? good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what this, this is the first time I'm like, that sounds like a mountain scene ripoff. Yeah. But it's kind a good of. song. It is. Um, I, I like I, it. I, I like it. I, I, I do like it, but I'm glad there's only one of these type of songs on the album because I don't think yeah. this is their strength. I think it's a good song. I think probably cause you only hear this type of song once on the album. Yeah. Um, I, I like it though. Yeah. But Malmsteen, that's a good, that's a good analogy for sure. All right. So we could end it there, but most of the albums they did like the Japanese version, the new 2003 remastered version has two more tracks. Yep. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't know, but let's hear number 12. Well, that's called meltdown, <laughs> and I, I I don't understand what we're listening to. Okay, do you know what this is? Do you know what it honestly sounds like? And I'm not shitting you. As I told you, I, I, you know this because you were with me. I went to all the Bruins games in the playoffs. As soon as I, you walk out of the TD Garden, what do you see? Street kids playing on the yep. bottom of fucking white buckets. That's it. Did he just fucking tape record some guy and not give him credit? Because that's uh, what it sounds like. I don't understand. We just listened to 11 songs of like 80s metal, you know, guitar, riffs, drum. And then they, I don't, what, what do you, I don't understand. I don't understand it at all. I'm, I'm lost. I just don't get You're it. You're a guitar player. Right. That sounds like drum tracks. What the fuck are you playing drum tracks? And that's why, like, he got infatuated with the drum tracks. I don't really need a drummer. Oh yeah. Um, it sounds like it sounds like he gave like a drum machine to like a like a kid and just said, "Here, play with this for a couple minutes." Yeah, a drum. Excuse me, I drum track, drum machine. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? First of all, what are you doing with it? That's not fucking entertaining, and any idiot can do that. You can buy fucking shit and do that stuff. Who who would want to have that as an extra song? Like, oh, I gotta hear that. I don't know. I it's yeah, it's very bizarre. It's it, you're a guitar it, player. What the fuck is a drum track doing there? Yep. Yeah, and then it and then it continues with the next one. Oh, number thirteen. Let's go.
you know I'm pretty shot. So if that fucking drum track wasn't enough, I'm going to give you some fucking flamenco guitar playing at the end. What the fuck? Who's telling him to put this shit on a fucking album? I don't know. The only thing I'll say about this is that it proves that when you tone it down and take and take a deep breath, the guy can play quote unquote normal guitar because it does. It starts off like a Spanish flamenco type thing and then it turns into like a blues type of vibe. But again, who if you're if you're a fan of the Vinnie Vincent invasion, this is not what you want to hear. So well, you I don't, don't like the fact that it turns into Dixieland in the middle yeah, of it. Well, right. right. I, 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 I don't, I just, I don't get it. it I, I don't thought get it was it. fucking Hank Williams Jr. Fucking CD in the middle of that. Yeah. I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. Settle down, John Mariachi band. What the <laughs> fuck was that? I know. I know. I know. Some fucking Elvis's American trilogy with Dixieland in the middle of a song. What the <laughs> fuck? And then. So to end the album, hey, tell your friends about us. What the fuck was that? Like Freddy Krueger kind of shit at the end of the album. Dude, I don't know. Just more weird shit. Hey, right. I don't don't get it. You have enough fucking special effects and weird shit going on. What the? Hey, tell your friends about us. Uh, Okay. No, I don't. (laughs) It's just weird shit, dude. Honestly, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. Uh, for uh, that's why. That's why when we were talking about reviewing this album, I'm like, are we going to include the bonus tracks? And we're like, yeah, we have to because we have to talk about how ridiculous they are. So I know that we haven't done this album yet. Hot in the shade. So the the shit that hot in the shade. Oh, it's one too many albums. Yeah, and one too many songs on the album. I agree, but I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't want them less. It's Kiss. I want them on here. Here, I would rather not have those two items, 13 uh, and 12, on so that I wouldn't have to actually physically press a button to turn it off. I agree. Or to fast forward. I would well, it's rather even w- they never existed. Well, it's even worse. It's even worse because during the week when I was listening to it, I'd put this album on shuffle and I'd be like, oh, great. Here comes the fucking meltdown. I got to skip that and go. Thank you. Yeah. It, yeah, it like, just blows it, it blows the vibe of the album. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Why is this on? Like, yeah. you know, imagine having a fucking, oh, come here, listen to this. I'm going to put uh, Vinnie Vincent and a couple other 90s, 80s bands on shuffle. And then this comes on. Right. Look at the fuck. Are you, what is this shit in the middle I'd, of it? I'd like to know why are these considered bonus tracks. Bonus <laughs> to who? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Bonus. Yeah, it's a fucking bonus to anyone. No one. Um, so. Overall, I think there's a couple of running themes. I think the songs, you know, I cut out the last two songs, and there's maybe one or two duds in here, and the rest of it, it just kick ass. I fucking love this album. I yep. can listen to this all the time and have no problem. With the exception of Mark's vocals a little, get a little bit, oh my God, tone it down. But it's a great album. Um, this is Vinny at his best. I, you know, I, I don't know if he got any better than this. Probably peak Vinny. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And I agree. It, the, the album is, 
if if this like I said earlier in the episode, like this is mine and yours, uh, my wheelhouse, like the eighties, absolutely, hair, the hair metal, the glint, whatever you want to call it, and yeah, I like the you know the like the non crazy shit, but I you know I love Britney Fox, I love this kind of stuff, I lo- you know, and it gets to the point of absurdity a little bit sometimes, but like like we said earlier, you know, the guitar, the riffs, the choruses are fucking amazing, but you do get fatigued from Mark's voice. You do. And I'm a Slaughter fan, and I know he toned it down a little. He toned it down when he, when when Slaughter became its yeah. own band because they were much more commercially successful in the video. But that's what he did. wanted. That's yep. why he had Fleischman. That, he wanted that voice. Absolutely. That absolutely. High. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, just, it's such fun music, yep. and then they fucking got killed, and as we talked about on that grown-up rock podcast, when I talk about Metallica taking all the fun Making everything miserable and stuff. Could you imagine Metallica just did, uh, just covered, uh, um, what was it? Uh, uh, whiskey. Uh, what do you call it? Jar. Yeah, whiskey in a jar. And we're going to cover another song. This one's called Heavy Petting. <laughs> I'd love it. Could you, could you imagine them singing these songs? But- She's. <laughs> She taught me everything. Heavy petting, Mother Nature's wild child. Let me let, let, now, now, now let me ask. Let me ask you a question. The funniest thing I've ever heard. Let me ask you a question here, and and this 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 literally just popped into my head. So it, it, this could maybe maybe be a uh, a poll question. I don't know. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. This came out the same year as uh, Crazy Nights. This is a better album. Uh, well, actually, Crazy Nights came out r- around eighty-seven. This is a better album. That was my question. Who made a better? Who? What album was better? This. This one. Yep. This is a better album. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, I think you're right, and it pains me. <laughs> to, it pains me. It pains me to say that because 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 I, I know that I know that Crazy Nights takes a beating. I I like Crazy Nights a lot. Um, I really do. Uh, most the of- shade seems like lately. I see Hot in the Shade takes a bigger beating than the Crazy Nights. Which we'll get into that. I, uh, again, we could spin off into a, another tirade about that, but but I don't want I don't want to get us off on a on a thing. But it just it just popped into my head that these albums are kind of of the time. Crazy Nights was 87, this was 88. I you because I'm like well, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, you know, I wonder what Kiss would have done with if you had Paul or Gene or whoever singing some of these songs as opposed to Mark Slaughter's vocals. Imagine what are you th- doing? Dirty rhythm and heavy petting. It'd be fucking amazing. I mean, I, I love them as is. If you throw Paul singing that time of year, it might be a great song. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. But it's in the little like burn and shit like that is in that fucking lick it up. Yes. Type of kiss songs, which would be fucking great. Yep. Um, but I think the oh, only, I, I think my only critique is pretty much what you said. It's just the, you just get a little bit fatigued. With Mark's voice, and like I said, you know, I have I have a long commute, so I'm drive I'm listening to this driving, <laughs> and it's it's hard to not fucking veer off the road and hit a fucking fence post. Just, yeah. just you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you sit there, you're singing along, you're like, yeah, imagine being a rock star singing this song. But how many of you guys could like you you think of yourself as a rock star singing these songs? You'll think of like White Snake, David Coverdale, or Paul Stanley's voice, or something like. You don't really want to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Mark's pretty much it. Voice. Not very masculine, but <laughs> no, I, God it's bless. Pretty... It's still unique. Absolutely. Just that ending, not... that note on it, the ending it, of that time of year. What the 
fuck? Oh, no. Unreal. Anyways, oh, I'm glad we did our first Kiss member solo album. And yep, we'll get to the- these two. This will be on our rotation. Uh, obviously, the Kiss albums, uh, Kiss compilations, Kiss DVDs, Kiss books, Kiss members, yep. Kiss, uh, you know, fucking dildos. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. Our first, uh, our f- the first branch on the Kiss family tree, Vinnie Vincent. Absolutely, and this was fucking yep. awesome. Now, to wrap this up, okay, we're gonna obviously do a list. Okay, your top thirteen and my top thirteen. Okay, go first. Your thirteen. Uh, my 13 has got to be that num- that meltdown, that drum machine thing. Absolutely. That's mine. Yep. yep. And and then and then 12 is going to be the other one. The, the, yep. the, that's mine. That, 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 that was easy. That was easy. All right. Number 11. I'll, I'll, I'm going to take the next two. Okay. Number 11. I went out on a limb. I went a little different. I went deeper and deeper. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Where'd you go? Um, I did ecstasy. I thought so. And then I did that as number 10. Okay. Cause then I was flipped. Cause I had ecstasy then deeper and deeper. See, ecstasy is just like a wimpy ballad. Yeah. Cheaper is just a kind of a bad song. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they're just they're the, the two, the two duds. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. Um, take over number nine. Um, so I would probably say number nine for me, oh, I'd probably put burn number nine for me, burn. Okay. Number eight Uh, for you. Number eight, I would probably put, oh, I would probably put breakout actually. Number eight for me, breakout. No shit. Okay. This is going to be similar. Number okay. seven for me was Let Freedom Rock. Me too. <laughs> this is going to be the exact same rate. This is going to be free. No, no, this is where I could, a lot of these songs I love and they're interchangeable. Okay. Number six, I had Naughty Naughty. Okay. Number six, I had uh, Heavy Petting. Okay. Um, number five. Number five, I had Naughty Naughty at five. I had Dirty Rhythm. Okay. Um, number four. I had Dirty Rhythm at four for me. I had Heavy Petting. Okay. Okay. And then number three. Love Kills. Ooh. I had ashes to ashes. Yeah, my two and three were going to be flip flop, but yeah, and that, so then I, and then I got, then I got ashes to ashes, and then we obviously have the same number one. So our top three was pretty much the same. Just what's a your bit. number one? Fucking meltdown pot two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that time that of year. That time no, of year, absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. So you yeah. took. I had that time of year. Love kills ashes to ashes. Heavy petting, dirty rhythm, naughty naughty. Let freedom rock. Breakout, burn, ecstasy, deeper and deeper. You know I'm pretty shot. The meltdown. Tommy had 
Um, that time of year, Ashes to Ashes, Love Kills, Dirty Rhythm, Naughty Naughty, uh, Heavy Petting, Let Freedom Rock, Breakout, Burn, Deeper and Deeper, Ecstasy, You Know I'm Pretty Shot, and The Meltdown. Yep. So goes our Vinnie Vincent review. Love it. Love it, man. That's right. Good stuff. What we're up to next, Tommy, is our questions of the week. What do you got? Okay. All right. So we got questions from two of our favorite people. Okay. Well, I uh, hope they're people. Well, yeah, they're people. Okay. So this I'm gonna I'm gonna read this, but I don't know how I don't know how much you want to answer it because it could affect a future down the road album discussion. But this comes from our buddy Ed from Click T Shop. You want to you want to talk about Click T Shop a little bit before I read the question? Absolutely. Ed spank his burger. <laughs> um owner of Click T Shop. They make those awesome kiss themed uh t-shirts and other designs. And he's got the exclusive rights to sell some Eric Carr exclusive items and t-shirts from the Eric Carr family. He got that. And one of them is that new long sleeve uh God gave rock and roll to you. Uh, black tea was got the designs got the eric Carr stuff on the back it is awesome um the way to find um ed you can find him on social media he's all over the place as click t shop but you can go to his website and that is click t shop.com k-l-i-c-k-t-e-e-s-h-o-p.com so you can get all sorts of designs that are awesome me and tommy each have them get stickers you can get beach towels you can get ball ticklers like i got um you can find all sorts of shit and if you want there's also shouted out loudcast all our stuff is sold on his website so if you want to get something with our logo on it you can get it from him at click t shop all right and um what did ed have to ask us so all right so ed's question is what the hell is your problem with carnival of souls and why would Sonny Pooney rank Asylum higher than it? Um, I'll let you start with this because it's a two-part question. Sonny's right. It is better than Carnival Souls. Because um, all the Paul songs on there are kind of terrible. I like the Gene songs on it. But, you know, I always start, you, you hear the Kiss stuff, and then we come up with albums. Oh, we got to pick our worst song. And then you put all these songs on an album. You call it, these are the worst Kiss songs. And then you're like, fuck, I kind of like that song now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if me and you look back like, fuck, I ranked that as one, like the third worst Kiss song. And now I like it. What the fuck? So I don't know. Tomorrow, maybe I'm going to say Carnival Souls is better, but it's not right now. First of all, this is the one time I'll agree with uh, Sonny here. Uh, Asylum is much better than Carnival of Souls. Much better. Now, uh, that being said, I am, I'm on an island here. I enjoy Carnival of Souls because I take it for what it is. Yeah, it's not a good Kiss album. I mean, who knows? It might not even be a good album, period. Um, but I enjoy it for what it is. Like Zeus said, I think Gene's songs are stronger than Paul's. But I think Paul has some good songs. I like Master and Slave. I like Jungle. I know Zeus doesn't like it. Um, it just it is what it is. You know, people call it the grunge album or whatever. Um, but that being said, Asylum is is much better than Carnival of Souls. So 
That's what our problem is there, Ed. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for the question. Now, it's a good segue into a question that we got from Sonny. Sonny Pooney? Sonny Pooney. Oh, what is so this? this? Is a good, so this is a good one. Imagine that, okay, he said, imagine that there are kids that you know, whether they're your kids or family members or whatever, they launch a new band. The first thing they plan on doing is releasing a five-song EP of Kiss covers, okay? Question part one, what five songs would they cover, knowing that they're trying to grab an audience? And part two, what will be your advice if they absolutely suck because these kids should be robbing banks instead of playing instruments? (laughs) That's what he says. So... Five songs to cover if you're a Kiss band starting like, like, out. Like you're like a teenage like like garage band, and you, you know your parents' basement. And you want to do like a a Kiss I don't cover. Know. Let me think of three hundred songs off the top of my head, Sonny. Well, you know um, what I mean. All right, let me think off the top of my head. I would probably say, for me, because I love the, I, I love these songs stick out for me. But they got to be rocking songs that other people pick up on. I would do something like Parasite. Um, I would do King of the Nighttime World. Did you ever hear Jericho and them do that? Oh, yep. it's a great song. Yep. Great version. Um, I would probably do, um, maybe something obscure. Maybe, uh, like, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, not for the innocent. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, what do I got? Two more? Yeah. I'm going off the top of my head and trying to think of the old Kiss catalog. Well, that doesn't have to fucking blank. Doesn't have to be old. Um. No, I mean, but it's it's just hard to think of uh, all of Kiss's catalogs. From, but you got to kind of have something that's rocking. Yep. And that sticks out. I would probably do Nowhere to Run. Okay. And Mr. Speed. Okay. Yeah, I would probably try to mix it up with some popular ones. Like, I would have to throw in, like, obviously Detroit Rock City. Probably throw in Deuce. Maybe throw in Unholy. Um, Maybe throw in something easy for a young band to play, like Lick It Up, because the song sucks, because it's got the same fucking riff through the entire song. See, I wouldn't want to do anything that's too iconic. Okay. You know what I mean? So, I would stay away from Detroit Rock This is just me. I would stay away from... That's a, hard it up. Song. That's a hard song to play. In Detroit Rock City, uh, you know, uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, but there are so. Maybe, so, maybe something like Watching You or. Uh, yeah. You know, something, something that, you know, it's a fucking. Maybe something as good as Modern Day Delilah. Firehouse. Yeah. Yep. Nothing to lose or the catchy hook chorus like. You know, now what do you do if that? Well, now what do you do? Say, say, say these. You, you got a lot of nephews. Say, say, mm-hmm. say all the, all the nephew, all you, all the boys do this, and and they suck. <laughs> what do you say to them? Well, thank God you went to college. <laughs> right? What else would you say to them? You fucking... would, would you really tell them that they suck? But where are they? Are they 17, 18 years old where, you know, they have plenty of time and stuff like that? Or are they like 35, 40 years old? No, no, these are kids. No, these are teenage kids. Then let them fucking be. Why am I going to kick them down? Tell them they need to work on shit, get a little better. 
But, you know, they're not like 40 years old not feeding their family because they want to be rock stars. You know what I mean? Because you're, well, you're a nicer person than Sonny. Sonny said they suck and they should be robbing banks. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> uh, hey, you kids suck. You shouldn't be in my band. But, you know, if, if you go and listen to uh, who's, who's his fucking favorite bands again? Who? Crocus? <laughs> uh, maybe you'll be as talented as Crocus someday. What the fuck? Come on, uh, be nice. Be nice. Hey, real quick before we before we usually at the beginning of the episodes we talk about this and we forgot. I, we want to briefly touch on the polls that we do. You know, we always talk about our polls. Go so ahead. at the beginning at the beginning of the week, we use on Mondays we do our episode related poll. This is kind of a landslide because last week we did uh shitty kiss duos. So the poll was just a boy in Odyssey versus see you in your dreams and when you wish upon a star, and uh, the elder was kind of winning in a landslide but a lot a lot of a lot of comments about people that love the elder i like the elder too but like we said the album starts off terribly and ends with a bang those you motherfuckers out there oh you guys yep, are purposely purposely fucking with me i know you guys are you guys already started with the stupid i fucking hate what, what was the comments what were some of the songs that somebody had come up with oh like fucking uh Firehouse and Love Gun. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, the worst two songs are fucking uh, Boomerang and Just a Boy. Yeah, no shit, dickhead. Are they in the same fucking album? How about the are they back to back tracks? Speaking of that, how about uh, real quick? How about the thing I showed you this week? That Facebook group. Somebody created a poll, and they what? said, uh, "What's your favorite Kiss opener?" And they had, you know, uh, you know, Detroit Rock City, uh, "I Stole Your Love," and then it gave you the option. To add your own choice if it wasn't there. I said to Zeus, I go, Zeus, look at this. I said, you got, you know, King of the Mountain. You know, like I said, you know, I stole your love. I want you. And somebody goes, Mr. Speed, thrills in the night. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm reading the comments. Somebody goes, who the fuck put these songs in the poll? They're not <laughs> album openers. So I said to Zeus, what album am I missing? Yeah, the I, thrills of the night opened up for. So I said to Zeus, I said, see, it's not just us. It's the Kiss fans themselves. They're not all that very bright, even though we love I you think, all. I know. I just think they, they don't pay attention to the instructions. No, no. They're, yeah. Everyone's got more ADD than I do. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Kiss? Oh, yeah. No. My favorite songs are Love Gun and fucking that. Dude, that's not the fucking question. Read the question, you asshole. I know. Ogre, you asshole. And then, Ogre- uh, and then real quick, and then our other Thursday Tom and Zeus poll, it was uh, King of the Nighttime World versus Love Gun. And uh, Love Gun is winning. Last I checked, it was about 60-40 Love Gun, but there's still there's still a day and a half left in that poll. King of the Nighttime World. Yeah. Great. I love them both. Lo- I love them both, but I'll always come back to Love Gun. Yeah. So we're going to get to our uh, plugs. Tommy, tell everybody where they can find us. Yeah. So w- you can contact us on uh, we have our email account at shoutitoutloudcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're available on all the social media platforms, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Shout It Out Loudcast, um, our podcast. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say, again, we are proudly part of the Pantheon Podcast Network, um, which has a huge library of music-related podcasts, not just rock and metal um, all kinds of interesting uh, topics surrounding the the field of music. So check them out online at Pantheon Podcasts. 
Um, <clears throat> we're available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube. Um, more platforms will probably be added soon, and as they are, we will uh, let you know about that. And as we say every week, if you can leave us a five-star child review, um, and that can be on Apple or anywhere. Every, everywhere you listen has uh, reviews. Podchaser, um, you know, some kind words would be great. Um, we love the kind words and the feedback that we get already, and uh, keep them coming, and we thank you all for that. Yeah, so one of the ones we got, this is on Apple iTunes. Here's a, a review we got. Yellow. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? In quotes. You want off-the-cuff comedy along with your Kiss Talk? Then you need to subscribe to these two knuckleheads podcast. And now. They never disappoint. While many other Kiss podcasts are sometimes too serious to a fault, you will find yourself laughing with these guys and at them in big capital letters. Thanks, because they don't fall into the trap of getting too serious about the band. Kiss is about entertainment, whether good or bad over the years, and these guys get that and have fun with it. The tangents they go off are hilarious. They say they are lifelong friends, so that explains their great chemistry and timing, as only friends like that can have. They don't have they don't pull punches if they don't like something about the band, and that's what makes it even more funny when they head down that rabbit hole together and don't know where to stop when to stop the kiss jeopardy is a great place to start if you want to get acquainted with what they're all about they are a welcome break from the often too serious kiss podcast community i'll say it again subscribe now and catch up on all their previous episodes all of them are winners the kiss podcast is destined for greatness keep it up guys wow yep and it's by V V who? <laughs> so I saved that one for this episode coming up to talk awesome. about. Perfect. Now, Love it. in addition to that, we got we've received uh, we got some Facebook instant messages. We've got some emails, which is email at us. Shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail dot com. Um. We've gotten some great feedback recently. Um, I think maybe it's a lot of to do with us posting a little bit more on the Facebook groups, but a lot of people just throwing in their two cents, giving us an opinion about the show, telling us things they want to talk about, talking about issues. We love it. Please keep doing it. Keep emailing us, send us direct messages. As you can see, we get back to you. Yep. Um, absolutely. You know, and if it's something really good and fun and interesting, we'll use it. And or we'll give you a shout out on the show. Yeah, we've mentioned that before. If you guys have episode ideas, I mean, we're, we're not going anywhere. So we're going to be around. So if you have an idea for a topic, I mean, you know, we're going to get to the album reviews, the DVDs, the books. But we always, you know, as you could see last week's episode, we always try to come up with something creative, something that will stoke some debate and conversation. So, you know, if you have something that's interesting, throw it at us. And uh, if we like it, we'll take it. So that leaves us with... Some famous last Vinny words. Come together in serenade. Pull the pin of my love grenade. Midnight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to stop right there. I was going to read another line, but nothing's going to Go ahead, finish it. Finish it. I was going to say midnight mover 
my star so bright, will dance dirty and tip to the light. First of all, how jealous is Paul that he never came up with pull the pin on my love grenade, <laughs> pull the trigger on my love gun? Really? I love oh. it. We could have picked any multitude of lyrics from this <laughs> oh album. It's insane. Here we go. Ooh. Soft as velvet, sweeter than wine. Hot-blooded prime grade A. Ooh. Lust me, touch me, sweet little child. <laughs> this little girl has come of age. <laughs> Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the first branch on the Kiss family tree. And what better way to start it out than with Vinnie Vincent? Oh, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you very much. Stay tuned for a real special episode next week. That's right. And um, thank you. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you. See you you soon. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.